Hey guys, thanks for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson, and you're watching a video from the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, this summer, we had the pleasure of going out to the Banks Power facility and meeting Gail Banks in person. Uh, Nick Pregnitz and I got a tour of the facility, got a chance to talk to him about a ton of L5P stuff. And of course, while we were there, we had to dive into how Swirl works and what Swirl is and how Headflow works and all of that. Uh, the video you're gonna see today includes an extreme amount of detailed information about heads and swirl flow. Swirl is the rotation of the air in the cylinder. Okay. So you can measure it a couple of different ways. Uh, torque is one way uh, and RPM is the other. Uh, we, we generally use RPM. So when we go to the bench, we'll see that happening. Let's uh, talk about how that fits into flow. I look at flow bench numbers, and I, I don't look at, swirl numbers are never printed in Hot Rod Magazine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, never printed in diesel power. You, you don't see swirl numbers. You see flow numbers. So when right. I, you look at ports, you look at them, and you say, okay, how big is the port? How nice is that radius? Oh, that looks shiny, nice polished job. That thing's got to flow awesome. And right? I think that's pretty state-of-the-art in, in aftermarket cylinder heads for Duramaxes. Yeah. Uh, and, and Cummins, for that matter. Sure, yep. And when we're talking about ports, we're talking about this right here. So this is a standard LML head, I and believe. The intake air goes into these eight ports, uh, supplies boost air to one valve. Gotcha. So two intake valves, two exhaust valves, same thing on the Cummins 5.9 and 6.7. You know, it's yeah, it's pretty, pretty much state of the art. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting, right? Because intuition would make you wonder, makes me wonder anyway. The first time I saw this head, I thought, why are there two ports? Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly there's two intake ports, but why couldn't they run those, why couldn't they make this convergent higher? You know what I mean? You could have got more volume in, this, in the intake runner. Mm -hmm. uh, you could have conceivably flowed more air, like that stood to reason for me. So why two ports? Well, you can shorten up the length of the port, and that's beneficial. But the entry angle relative to the cylinder itself, you, you want to design for swirl. If you look at the Eco Diesel, the little three liter V6, they have a dedicated swirl port and a dedicated high mass flow port. Okay. And there's butterflies in their intake manifold that close the mass flow port and force all the low flow air through one intake port. That helps them with fuel economy. It helps them with low end torque. Okay. Uh, and it helps them with maximum power, all of the above. Your power curve just looks better because you, you can inject more fuel if you've got the swirl happening than you can if you don't. So usually I'm used to guys saying you can inject more fuel if you have more air. But what you're talking about is how efficient that air is being used in the cylinder. That's what Swirl speaks to. Guys talk about bigger uh, pumps, high-pressure pumps. They talk about multiple pumps. What's that all about? Uh, you know, limits we hear on the 3.3, uh, uh, such as you'd have on an LMM or earlier, we've exceeded by a few hundred horsepower mainly because we maintain the swirl in cylinder. Maintaining the swirl gives oxygen to every fuel droplet or particle that's in the cylinder during combustion. If, so, you, if you have no swirl, 
a lot of it goes out the pipe and you generate a lot of smoke. Yeah, so example, low so, swirl motor would be the 12-valve Cummins. A 12-valve right. Cummins has virtually no swirl. It's more tumble and so than it is smoke. swirl. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, everything gets better uh, with, with swirl. So when, when you develop a racing head, we're all over maintaining the swirl that the OEM had. And at higher valve lifts, uh, getting the swirl RPM to go even higher. So can I, can I break this down for the newbies? What I'm hearing you guys say is when we have a, a head that has good swirl, mm -hmm. we're getting more oxygen to the fuel and we're burning all of the fuels as opposed to leaving some of it unburnt by not letting it get a good air fuel ratio. So swirl helps with air fuel ratio, is that right? It's a, it's a it, balance, Paul. It's a compromise between the two, right? You get, more, you get higher swirl, higher RPM of that air in the cylinder mm -hmm. by having a higher velocity port. A higher velocity would be a smaller port with a with a bit with a radius designed for. Well, sport. you want bigger ports if you build racing. That's engines. the balance, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is, you don't want smoke. Right. If you inject the fuel into the cylinder, so, I think it's in the Old Testament. It says you burn the fuel in the cylinder. <laughs> the the twelve valve guys is not reading. You know, it. and then there's another chapter that says that you do not smoke. Uh, that. Smoke is unburned fuel. Yep. Smoke is horsepower. It's in the air. It's torque and horsepower you can see but not use. So the hell with emissions. I want power. Yep. Right. That's my motivation. So we look at swirl, and GM's doing the same thing uh, on the L5P. The swirl's way better than the previous engines. So making uh, better use of their air. How does that work? Well, the injector's right in the middle of the cylinder. And when it injects, it squirts radially out right okay if you had no swirl the the it, fuel part particles get to a point where they run out of oxygen okay and it's like it, imagine the the particle being like an onion and you're peeling the onion it, these fuel particles don't explode like gasoline they, they don't, don't don't instantly vaporize so you need enough velocity and enough momentum to move that thing through the oxygen and keep it burning. You want to burn it all in the cylinder. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. If it, if it runs out of oxygen, it, it's like making a briquette. A briquette is like wood that is heated in the absence of oxygen. Right, particulate matter. It's just right. It's it's the black. Briquettes are it's, real it's, big smoke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, but the smoke you're seeing is fuel that ran out of oxygen in the cylinder and stopped burning, but still had the heat. Right. So now you're making these little mini briquettes and they're all in the air and that's power. So okay. if you have swirl as you're injecting this way, the air is coming around in the cylinder at a real high rate of speed and supplying additional oxygen until the, the thing is gone. There is no fuel left. Right. So. Zero smoke, to me, means maximum power. Okay. Every record we've set anywhere with a diesel, and we've done a number, there was no smoke. We used it all in the engine. The L5P is similar. So swirl is induced. You know, the intake ports, as we showed you earlier, here's a head we've cut in half. So we have the top half. Here are the intake ports. 
and you're looking at, here's an intake port, it's inducing swirl. Here's an intake port, it's inducing swirl. One is a higher velocity port, one is a lower velocity port, at least that's my read on it. One, one gives you higher torque. Now if this was the, and one gives you a higher mass flow. The whole point being, you're making that thing swirl from, from the minute the intake valve valves crack all the way to maximum look, exactly. lift. If you've, done, if you've done your job, the, the swirl just... So. And that's the difference between a ported head and high inefficiency, combustion inefficiency, okay. versus a ported head with maximum swirl. Okay. We should be able to see that in the numbers, right? I mean, we should we be able to see, see a swirl chart. Numbers. We should be able to see the mass flow Absolutely. chart. And we should see gains in both on the L5P. Yep. All right. So let's take it to the head bench. All right. All right. All right. So we're on the flow bench here. I have Mike. Mike's going to operate the super flow. We have the L5P head here. Uh, he's set up an apparatus to actuate the valves, and you're just going to change the height of the valves, right? And then we'll be able to see the height of the valves change and be able to see what happens to CFM and swirl. And we'll see that all on our sheets and be able to talk about it. So I'm going to let you handle it, Mike. All right, guys, we're back from the Superflow. It made a lot of noise. It was really, really cool to see it yeah. run. But now we got some results. Gail, help me with here. Break down some of the results of what we just saw on the back. Okay, we'll start with the intake side. Yeah. First of all, the L5P outflows and outswirls the LML, LMM, all the previous designs. Well, don't spoil the results altogether. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> all right. On the intake side. Let's do it a little here? different. <laughs> okay, on the intake side, we've got a, a, a situation uh, starting at about 50,000 lift. We go every 50,000 all, all the way to 600,000. Now, when you so, say lift, you're actually, that's where we were measuring the, the lift, lift of the valve itself off the seat. Okay. Is what we're talking about. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so it's flow in cubic feet per minute. We test at 28 inches of water. That's our test pressure. So it's about a one pound and drop across the valve. Uh, and we use that pressure at every point and follow it with the bench. On the intake, at 50 thou, we're starting virtually the same. Right. But the, the L5P, which is the green trace, gets right on it, and at a, a little over 100 thou, it kind of swings back towards the flow of the LML, but then it comes on quite well, and the beauty of it is it carries it all the way to 600 thousandths lift. Now you're talking about racing cams. <laughs> right. That, that as opposed to uh, the LML, the blue trace, you can see it gets a, a peak at about 300 thousandths valve lift, and then actually falls off pretty substantially. There's a similar trend in the L5P trace, but very slight. That could, could be just, if we retested it, it may go away. Right. But what's happening on the other port, the earlier head, is it's dropping flow. 
as the valve goes further and further open. So there, if you're gonna go race with that, if you're gonna put more valve lift and more valve timing into this head, you're gonna have to make some significant modifications. Yeah, you're gonna port that head. I mean, there's, now, there's no reason to do that with the stock Exactly. Yeah. I think the flow differences would, would be more profound if the heads were tested with the manifolds on them, the clamshells. Absolutely. And we, intend to, and we intend to do that, but this is head versus cylinder head. So we've got a winner on the intake side. On the exhaust side, man, this is where the L5P absolutely destroys uh, all the previous heads. You know, I'm usually asking you to explain what I'm looking at, but this well, one's yeah, pretty yeah, clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, area under the curve is... It's all about it's the all area. There, man. <laughs> so, so, and the beauty of this exhaust port is that not only does it start out better, there, there, it, it breaks away at about 250 thousandths valve lift, and it just drives away. The green trace just drives away. Uh, significant flow difference where the LML just flatlines. Yeah, it's clearly No, it's, right it's, it's gaining very slightly as you add valve lift. To, to me, this is port choke. In other words, the intake ports on this head and the uh, shorter uh, on the intake, the exhaust ports are just different. By that, I mean they're about the same length. But good God, yeah, look I mean, at this. We're the, talking 20% difference, right? Yeah. We're talking about the difference in all the other stuff we talked about on the L5P. Mm -hmm. There's 25% or 20% difference, I should say. Right. And yeah. You can kind of see up here on the top of the intake valve trace. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a significant difference, but this is, and this is 20% well, plus. And there's no manifold except for, you know, uh, some racing manifolds you might buy to to improve on that. Right. Uh, because ultimately, I think the manifold's gonna, the exhaust manifold's gonna choke this sure. head. Uh, so, and if you install the clamshells, I think the difference on the intake is gonna be remarkable. More dramatic? Yeah, more dramatic. Okay. Uh -huh. Now, when I'm driving the truck, I'm not watching it, I can't see, I don't know any of this. Exactly. How would I notice this? Why? What would make an impact to me as a driver to care whether or not it gets exhaust out of the head quicker? Well. Until you ask for a lot of airflow through the engine with the throttle, right? Because, because with the throttle you're demanding torque, and th that means you got to get more air density into the intake manifold, and you mix it with fuel. Right. As you you get up more and more density in the intake manifold, and the engine inhales that, pumps that every cubic foot that the engine pumps. This, has, this, this is different than every cubic foot it inhales from atmosphere. That, there's two different CFMs we, we talk about with engines. Right. One is inhaled ambient CFM, and the other one is pumped manifold air density CFM. Okay. So the engine pumps its own volume every two revs. And let's say you're running at 3,000 RPM and you hit a hill. You, you chase the throttle, especially if you're pulling a trailer, and you say you maintain the 3,000 RPM. The engine's turning the same speed. What did you change? Well, you changed the air density in the intake manifold. Oh, okay. The manifold air density, we call that MAD. Right. How did you do that? Well, you increased the BAD, the boost air, 
density. Okay. It all starts with ambient air density. So add plus boost air density, bad equals mad, manifold air density. Gotcha. And that's what you're pumping. When you go to higher density intake air, then you need all of this to happen. Gotcha. Otherwise, if you're just cruising, uh, this thing's gonna throttle a lot better as well. In other words, throttle response will be better looking just at a head cylinder head performance. Sure. But it's mainly gonna respond to swirl. Swirl is where I see the big benefit in throttle response. Yeah. I also see a big benefit in low end torque. Still let's, passing emissions. Let's talk about that swirl. I mean, look at that. Look. If you look at the green trace, that's the L5P again, and the blue trace being the LML. The green trace kind of passes just about 80,000 valve lift. It exceeds the LML. And then a little bit of strangeness, it kind of dips back, and then it goes for the moon. It doesn't get as high you don't exceed the L5P till the valve is almost at full lift. Right. So all the area difference under, under the curve between the blue trace and the green trace means you can put more fuel there and burn it. Okay. So that's more torque. And more efficiently use that air. Yeah. More and efficient that seems like combustion that's in the usable torque curve too. It's not just peak, right? Like we talk well, a lot about peak numbers, but it's a, it's important to make the distinction here that this is this is valve lift and not RPM, right? Right. So okay. this, this is happening on every pumping stroke. Oh, okay. Exactly. So every other stroke it's of the have piston. Better swirl all the time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean? you're not going to use it all the time. Right. But you are changing the RPM as as you as you go up in engine speed and and advance the throttle versus just cruising, uh, you're gonna kick the swirl in the, in, in the butt because you're gonna have higher density air going into the intake ports. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's a component of thrust. In other words, that comes in there, it's boosted in there right. with higher pressure. Boosted swirl. <laughs> so literally, that's what's going on. Yeah. As, your, as your boost pressure comes up, it's adding to density. The charge air cooler also is adding to density. But you have, if you will, thicker air. Right. And it will kick the swirl in the butt. And that's exactly what you want. This is a master stroke. The guys at GM yeah, they did, did this nice engine. It's all theirs. Uh, Isuzu, Isuzu uh, still has 40% of the plant. Okay. GM now has 60% of the plant. And GM took the Isuzu design and had their way with it. Brilliant. And that's the L5P. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and it's heavily GM. And I congratulate these guys. Friends of mine t talk about the fuel economy with the trucks. And they're amazed because these are guys who've owned a lot of Duramaxes and now they got an L5P, you're looking at this swirl component has a lot to do with that. There's yeah. other elements everywhere, but it has a lot to do with well, it. This is gonna cut down on the particulate emissions, 
per, per torque load too. Right. It's going to mean you know better better cycles between regen. Anytime you can improve that, I mean that's that's a win all around in the engine. There's no there's no compromise there. And, and kind of the way it works, the block itself is you know a, a bit different. It has a taller deck uh, to facilitate what they did with the rods and crankshaft and all of that. Sure. Uh, so it's about a four millimeter higher deck, and um, the block weighs uh, rough, rough, I'd say somewhere between five and 10 pounds more than the LML. It's got additional iron in critical places. Okay. Uh, so there's been a work done in the block as well. But the higher firing pressure capability, these heads will be, they'll evolve. So we watch that happen at almost every yeah every iteration of the yeah from LLY you know gotten better better flowing LLY they changed the uh, fuel lines to outside and all the LLY and up engines the block got better and the heads got better at almost every yeah, change every every juncture there yeah yeah, yeah so the uh, so. 2018-19, right? That's what <laughs> Who knows what's coming? <laughs> they know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And if I knew, you could slip my wrist and I wouldn't tell you. I mean, we're kind of the representative for these engines worldwide. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We no, sell them, awesome. we sell them awesome. everywhere. So well, We really appreciate you taking the time to go through the L5P program with us. Yes. Dino-cell, head flow, taking each component one by one. I mean... If you don't know what's different between an L5P and an LML, LMM by now, yeah, it, forget, about it. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. Buy a gas. Buy a gas truck. Yeah. Gail, it's been such a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much for doing the podcast with us. Guys, really this has appreciate been Paul it. Wilson. Course, yep. I'm Nick Pregnitz. And Gail Banks. Thanks for watching. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped calibrations for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. If you'd like to contact the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or chris at c-e-h-m-k-e at duramaxtuner.com. You can also reach him by phone. Chris's extension is 2121. Paul's is 2122. I think it's in the Old Testament. It says, you, you burn the fuel in the cylinder. <laughs> the 12L guys is not reading you know, that. And then there's another chapter <laughs> that says, that you do not smoke. <laughs>